Thank you, Emil. Mm, thank you, Emil. Mm, do something different. Mm, thank you, Emil. Mm, Diet Coke. Ooh. Diet Coke. What's Ooh, I love Diet Coke. What's I love Diet Coke. Oh, what? Really, what's a 20 get me? Ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. Hitting him with the five again. Thank you, Emil. <laughs> More 20s. Mm, ooh, I love Diet Coke. Yes, yes, yes. Here's here's a hundred. Thank you, Daddy. Ooh, here's forty. Thank you. <laughs> I'm at a Jesus. Dog. Why do you have so much cash? <laughs> uh, <laughs> he just get, how much cash does this guy let's have? See, let's see if he knows European. Oh, oh, oh. Um, that's a fifty too. That's fuck. How much? How do how do Europeans say thank you? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> no, say thank you but, in European. Uh. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Man, what the fuck, money bags? For the audio listener, Emil has just handed me 150, and I, I can't even bother to count all this. Just a ton of, a fuck ton of cash. And for everyone else, I'm so sorry, but that was, um, oh boy, how do we describe this? That, 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 that was my attempt at, the latest disturbing trend on TikTok live where people are acting like NPCs. And for my mom out there, an NPC is a non, character. Non-player character. A non-playable character. Non-play. Wow, NPC guy over here. Jesus Christ. It's got a lot of different connotations on the internet. It's it's by if if you're being called an NPC from like an edge an edge lord or a, a an exceedingly online person, it's it's an insult. You're basically calling someone. Oh, you're like you haven't woken up yet in the yeah. In you're the not red pilled. Yeah, yeah. You're just an NPC. You're someone who doesn't think for themselves. But so there's this. Are we NPCs? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I'm an NPC for sure. I've, there's nothing going on up here. Sometimes no, no. I mean, you seem perfectly suited for that, for being an NPC. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was taking that money. So I just want to play this clip. There's this woman on TikTok. Everyone's seen her. Everyone has seen her. Everyone tuning into this has seen her. But if you haven't, brace yourself because it is probably one of the more dystopian things this this podcaster has ever seen. So here we go. Yes, 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 gang, 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 gang. Oh, yes, strong woman. Oh, thank you, Mark. You got me feeling like a queen, huh? Okay. Who's coming up with the things she's saying? Is she making those? I don't know. Or are those like TikTok sounds? I don't know. Okay, there's a lot to unpack here. First of all, you can't see it, but she's popping popcorn with a flat iron. She's, oh, that's she's got what she's a, doing? She's got a hair flat iron thing, and she's got a little tub of unpopped popcorn kernels, and she's sticking them in the, in the hair straightener. Until they pop. Until they pop. And What as, is that for? I don't know. Okay. But as people are gifting her, I guess on TikTok you can gift people certain little items, like yeah. ice cream cones or coins or whatever, and each one has a dollar value equivalent. And this woman can then cash out all of that shit. And 
I'm assuming that for each thing that people give her, she has a reaction for mm-hmm. it. So if they give her a coin, she's saying, yes, yes, yes. And then if they give her a little ice cream, she goes, mm, ice cream, so good. Mm, ice cream, so good. Oh, thank you, you. You got me feeling so cool. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Oh, thank I don't you, like seeing your daughter in the background. There's a child in the background? Yeah, go back like just a couple seconds. Right here? Thank you, you. You got me feeling so cool. You don't cool. see a child moving? <laughs> yes, yes. <gasps> oh. Yeah, there's a little child. Well, I, I knew because I've seen videos where she, she breaks character and she says, I told you I told you to go to bed. Get get in bed. That explains this tweet from Ian Miles Chong, who's probably do you know who he is? Uh kinda. He's like IDW adjacent, I think. IDW. The, Intellectual Dark Web. Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's uh I think he's based out of Singapore or South Korea or somewhere in Southeast Asia. And he is He's a, yeah, he's he's part of the intellectual dark web, but he had to chime in, of course, and he said TikTok live streamers are getting completely out of hand. This woman even neglects her toddler to pander to viewers on stream. Motherfucker. Wait, play the clip. I want to see her do it. Cause I, you want to see her neglect her child? <laughs> no, I want to see her. I like I like when she I think she's Quebecois. I like when she I like when she speaks French. Look at this. Look at just look at this still image. <laughs> she's got a fucking Fake cowboy hat and mustache on. She's got like inch and a half long nails and she's popping. Fucking God. I do like when she goes. Okay, let's see. Mm, ice cream so good. Thank you, Lopez. Slay, huh? Mm, ice cream so good. Mm, ice cream so good. Yes, 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 yes. Ooh, yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Blake. Thank you, Jace. Gang, gang. <laughs> take your job, take your I don't know, take your Tay, take your I am. Ooh, ooh, yes, yes, yes. Get- I, can't, I can't watch it. Where's she neglect the kid? <laughs> I guess the fact that she's doing this constitutes neglect. Mm, if you it. are not constantly on your uh, taking care of your kid, you are neglecting your kid. It's fucking stupid. This guy's a moron. He's always got the worst takes. On, on the entire internet. He but says the quiet part out loud. He says the quiet part out loud. He's, he's woken up. He's taking he, the red pill. He's I, not NPC. Yeah. He's, uh, it's really, I don't even want to spend time on this guy. No, no, no. But so, oh boy, it is, it is a. I had no idea what was going on. So I was at a, a bachelor party because that's all I do. I go to bachelor parties. That's true. Week. That is not, your professional. If, at this if point. it's not a wedding, I go to a bachelor party. Uh huh. Um, yeah. I do feel like I'm going a little bit crazy. What okay. does that have to do with these? Uh, uh, but I was like, I would scroll Twitter every so often, and I'd go, "What is this? What's happening on?" You'd turn around and show the guys. Yeah, what's say, going what on? What are guys? these? Yeah, and then someone was trying to explain it to me. It's a so. It's a way for people to now make money, as all the social media companies are competing for creators. Snapchat is the best one; they pay the highest amount like yeah but that's just like story after people post story after story and they're making and this is so that comes from advertisers Mm -hmm. mostly and this is uh people getting creative with audience interaction it becomes a thing where you're encouraging people to interrupt the broadcast and interrupt what's going on to kind of control it themselves and then you get that kind of thing where she's popping popcorn but constantly having to stop to say her dumb little catchphrases 
she has extremely long nails too. It looked, it looked yes. very difficult to pop to, to take a kernel and place it onto a into a hot iron yeah. while yeah. while popping imaginary bubbles. I mean, I got to give it to her. The woman is professional. She's damn good at what she does, and she apparently makes upwards of four thousand a month. She even said at one point, I think she's making like seven k a month. So I say good for her. But nice work if you can get it. Yeah, she here's here's another one of hers. Ooh, I like her outfit. <laughs> of course you do. Amazing. Fire. Yes, yes, yes. Nova, you calling me. You love me. Oh, I love you too. Gang gang. Gang gang. Ooh, 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 ooh. Fire, fire. <laughs> <laughs> what where's her I want her speaking French. I don't know, man, but Jesus, is she Brazilian? Type in what's her name? Pinky doll. Pinky doll. Type yeah. in Pinky doll breaks character. Pinky doll breaks character. Sh- uh, Fuck. No. Well, you, you also wrote pink doll. You wrote oh, pink doll. Pinky doll. Jesus God. Okay. Pinky doll. Uh. Fuck me. Okay. Here we go. She broke character and people tripped out. She goes right back. Ah, balloon. There, this is, uh, I, I just have to say that um, I, I need to apologize to someone. And I think we all collectively owe an apology to. Do you know who I'm going to apologize to? No. The Unabomber. Uh, he had some good points. <laughs> this is, uh, I, I don't even, I, I, it, it, hmm. on the one hand, on the one hand, I, I don't, there's, <laughs> there's some good of this. Like this woman is providing for herself and her child. On the other hand, people's brains are so broke. Who's out there giving her money to do this. Seems like a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, not, I mean, I get it. It appeals to like our worst uh, impulses, right? It's like you could just it, you just get to make the person do something over and over and over again. Yes. That's not the only that's not the only kind of there are all sorts of different It's like t- a virtual dunk tank. Yeah. Yes, that's right. So, I want to play for you a couple other interesting ones. So, here's here's uh I'm going to make it bigger. This is um Probably some kind of ASMR thing. Right. She's not the only one doing it. Everyone's getting in on the episode. Everyone's doing their own kind of thing. There are 10,000 people who are watching this particular live. And for the audio listener, it is a a doll's mouth. And this person is wearing gloves and just spraying it over and over with water, it looks like. Are they making her do stuff? I, I have no fucking idea. Oh, Ew, cool. I don't like that. This, it's, Jesus Christ. I, I don't know what to do anymore. Here's one. It is simply a woman asleep on a couch, and there's all sorts of different things you can, the sounds that you can play to make her wake up. Wake her up with a fart. How's no one making it fart? She's being, she's totally being held captive. Right. Got it. All right, here's, here's 
This is clearly a woman in like Malaysia or something. Why? Because of how she's dressed. Okay. And she's slowly inflating a giant balloon and uh, looks like shit. And she's just, uh, yeah, apparently if uh, you give her one of these mawars, she'll pump a balloon. That's actually <laughs> that a good deal. Bottom? It's if a pretty you, good if deal. If you know the conversion rate on mawars. You get one pump of balloon. One pump of balloon is, that's kind of a great Well, let's see how deal. it works. Pause it for a second. I, I do have to say, people are getting pretty creative with it. Yeah, I, yeah. Buzz, I mean, BuzzFeed was one of the first people to do this kind I'll of thing. I'll go nuts for a pompa balloon. Does does she actually pompa the balloon? I don't know, man. I don't know if it pops. Let's see. What a rip. Okay, man. yeah. What a rip off, man. Oh, and here's this guy. He's he's stacking fucking. See, now this is not a good deal. Just... There are eight hundred and eighty-seven people watching this guy in. Uh, where where is he? I, I can't even tell. It, it says his name is Vlad CNN, so I'm assuming somewhere in Russia. Stupid. No. I think this might be uh, what, what happened with CNN Plus. My friends can't. What? He might work for CNN. <laughs> and now, now, oh man, very yes. topical. Yeah, CNN Plus. Yeah, I remember CNN Plus. When did that go under? Two years ago? I don't think it did. I think they sold it off to parts to Vlad CNN. To Vlad CNN. He's just stacking the most, the world's most pathetic one ply toilet Vlad, paper. If you want people to tune in, you better pump a balloon, dog. Jesus Christ. So these are the people, and they are all, they're all emulating this. Pinky doll. Pinky doll. The, Pinky doll is the most popular here in, in, um, in America, I guarantee by now she's making upwards of twenty grand a day because people have got to be tuning in and sending her all sorts of coins and and shit. And Begs digital. the question: What are we doing here? We should be on there yeah. supporting her. Yeah, I bet she's live right now. <laughs> okay, so this woman—I can't believe I just did that for free. I know, I know. This is fucking stupid. Yeah, you were giving me twenty. You were giving me way too much money for. Yeah, hell cash. You. So this woman, uh, Nat. Natue Koko was Jap- was the winner of TikTok Japan's 2022 Live Creator of the Year Award. She's really fucking good at this. She looks like... Have you seen this? Mm-mm. She looks like a video game character. Does she pump a balloon? No, she doesn't pump, pump a balloon, but look at this. Watch this. <laughs> looks like She looks like an actual video game character. Yeah. Is there a, there's a filter on her, right? Yeah, her yeah. eyes are definitely not that big. Mm-hmm. Okay, for sure. No, I'm just and her cheeks are that's not a natural blush. Yeah, yeah. No, I was asking for the audience. I think yeah, they, yeah. they were getting confused. I I knew. Wait, look at this. Watch your laugh. <laughs> is this a sex thing? Of course. Okay. Of course, it's a sex thing. For sure. You want to know who Pinky Dolls number one? Oh, I know. I saw viewer was Timberland. It was uh, Timberland. Yeah, yeah. Timberland. Tim Timberland. Fuck! This is suddenly the whitest we've ever been. Yeah, Timberland. It's like my dad used to call Snoop Dogg Snoop Doggy Dog, which is what he, that he was used his to be name, called. To be yeah. fair, yeah, but then he got rid of it in the fucking. If you really 90s. want to date ourselves, we used to call Diddy Puff Daddy. Then it was P Diddy. Yeah. Then it was. We've lived through every iteration of Puff. That's true. I, m- I miss it was just Puff Daddy. What's he now? Sean Puffy? Combs? I think he's Diddy. Diddy, that's right. Yeah, Puffy. Diddy. I don't know. Diddy. Didn't didn't he? He Puffy? tell me. Fuck. 
maximum. <laughs> so, oh Jesus, I I just I don't know what's happening anymore. I it doesn't get any more dystopian than this. Oh, just wait, it will. How how do you think it's going to get worse than this? Um, I mean, how could I tell? But we're so this is so early days. I just. I want someone to do a fight club on the internet. Uh, I think they're already doing how it. they no. I mean, how they blow things up. Oh, oh, oh! Yeah, the plot of. I want someone yeah, yeah. to do the the, the mm. blow up. I'm surprised there haven't been more copycats. Yeah, because of the internet's love and admiration now for there is a, a, a large contingent of of. That's why I'm trying to. You know what the problem is? What? Um, it's it's too easy to get guns and not easy enough to get bombs. So everyone's doing mass shootings, but what we need is to get bombs. I, All those guys there. But he's talking about blowing up buildings without people in them, right? Uh, not the guy. Yeah, that's what I think you meant is that we did that. that I, I'm just surprised, though, that there are because there are so many young men who are disgruntled by this and rejecting modernity by this yeah this kind of thing this is this is the like in the sense that they're jacking off this is this is peak modernity that a lot of people are starting to reject and i am surprised that there haven't been more attempts on large server farms and things like that and you're agreeing we should get we should make bombs more readily available uh i don't know I don't know how you make bombs more readily available, Emil. I do. How? I don't know. Army army surplus? I also think it's it's a bad equivalence because it's pretty easy to make bombs, isn't it? I don't know. Whatever. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure that, yeah. yeah. There was a guy on TikTok also who used to show kind of things like that, but it was more anarchist kind of, it was like doing the anarchist cookbook thing. Right. Like, here's how you disable a, a car that you might not want in your neighborhood. Like a cop car kind of thing. Anyway. So I just, I, I had to I had to share this with people because this was truly one of the more upsetting things that I've seen. In a good and bad way. I'm, simul- I'm equal parts entertained, um, laughing about it. Can you, you just touch me with your foot? Yeah. Uh, by, it was an accident. Oh, my gosh. Because you can do that whenever you want. But anyway, oh yeah, God. we're getting foot cam going, aren't we? Oh boy, there it is. But regardless, I think this lends itself to the the other thing, the other big thing going on right now, which is the actor strike uh, that we're going to talk about. And yes, you know, part of the, I mean, part of it is <clears throat> how much people will care. I mean, if everyone, uh, if the captive captive audience is just watching TikTok lives and paying people to. Hair straightener popcorn <laughs> doesn't bode well for any of this. I disagree. I think that there's so much entertainment out there that it's become such a niche. You niche? Fuck. I think there, you said we're it just going to get absolutely I, I, roasted. I think you said it wrong today. both times. Yeah, I did. What is it then? Niche? Niche. Niche? No way. Okay, whatever. Point being, there's enough entertainment to go around and satisfy every little desire that people might have whether they want to watch a netflix show whether they want to watch some dipshit crack popcorn 
and say gang gang over and over and over and over while giving them hundreds of dollars. Yeah, one can hope. What was Tim Timbal Timbaland do? What is he turned by? Is he trying he was to jacking fuck? off a lot? You think so? Mm-hmm. He liked the one specific thing she was doing. He just kept. What was it? Do you know? Uh, no, I'm making all oh, this up. I would <laughs> fully believe it if she kept going. Ooh, Timba. Ooh, Timba, and like shaking her titties. Or sure. But anyway. Well, so yeah, speaking of the actor strike, I saw Speaking of it. Did you see Mission Impossible? No. It's so good. And it's the perfect thing for right now because part of the I'm not going to spoil anything, but a big part, Dylan, did you see it? Of course he did. A big that, what? What was that? What? Nothing. You saw it. <laughs> well, of course. A big theme in it is people versus AI. It's Spoiler. very prescient. Prescient. This is just the episode just don't, of just fucking don't, upwards. No, no, just it's fine. It was like the littlest thing. You no, know, I know. To, yeah, yeah. Just, it's, just move on. Shut up. Of course. <laughs> well, it was very, it was very on the nose, and I actually have a screenshot of something that our our good friend of the show, Matt Grippy, said on Instagram. It was a. Very poignant. He said, round two of Dead Reckoning really solidified it for me as the best in the series. A meta commentary about the threat of AI on an industry and how the only way to fight it, fight against it is to showcase feats that only humans can achieve. You can play into the tropes of a genre without succumbing to what the algorithm expects of you. In fact, the way you surprise and delight people from within those constraints is what movie magic is. The way Gene Kelly or vaudeville era Performers wanted you to see their blood, sweat, and tears on that screen is the same wavelength Tom Cruise is working on. He wants you to see how he spent $200 million to almost die. He leaves it all on the table. You see every blood vessel straining when he's hanging on that cliff. Yes, maybe he's a nutcase, but what's the alternative? Fat-ass Vin Diesel phoning it in. CGI Dwayne The Rock Johnson demanding you buy his new tequila. I agree with that. Okay, great. Uh What? No, the well, I just want to explain what's going on here a bit because we're we're putting the cart before the horse. Oh yes, here. what's going on? So <clears throat> the the writer strike has been going on since May second. Yes, they're seventy uh, something days into the strike. Uh, they the directors. There was a point where they thought that the directors guild and the um, actors guild was going to be striking at the same time, which would probably end it very quickly. The directors guild was able to reach a deal with um with the production companies and but the writer stri- uh, sorry the actors guild has just authorized a strike and gone on strike mm-hmm. um so the union representing more than 150,000 television and movie actors is on strike um and this is so this is big because this is the first time that the that the screen actors guild and the writers guild has been on strike at the same time since 1960 mm-hmm. 63 years ago um and a big part of it is AI, artificial intelligence. intelligence is Artif- artificial intelligence and uh, residuals are the big things. And uh, yeah, but it's, it's important to note. So when they, <clears throat> when they went on strike together in the 1960s, that was the first time they won pensions, health, health plans, and uh, residuals. Hmm. So yeah, but it's getting, it's getting nasty now. That's right. It's getting there real was, nasty. There were some leaks that I don't know if you want to call them leaks or if they were intentionally put out by the studio heads that their strategy is effectively starving out the writers. Oh, dude. They're, they're, they are basically saying they're going to wait until people start to lose their apartments, lose their homes. So this was, a, this was an article in Deadline. Mm-hmm. They, it's an anonymous 
head of the studio. Mm-hmm. So we don't know exactly who it is. Um, but yeah, this is from some of this. This is some of this from the article. Regardless of whether SAG after goes on strike this week, because this was bef- he said it before they actually authorized the strike. The studios have no intention of sitting down with the Writers Guild for several more months. This is a quote. I think we're in for a long strike and they're going to let it bleed out, said one industry veteran intimate with the POV of studio CEOs. Receiving positive feedback from Wall Street since the WGA went on strike May 2nd, Warner Bros., Discovery, Apple, Netflix, Amazon, Disney, Paramount, and others have become determined to break the WGA, as one studio exec blatantly put it. To do so, the studios and the AMPTP believe that by October, most writers will be running out of money after five months on the picket lines and no work. This is a quote. This is the one everyone freaked out about. The end game is to allow things to drag on until union members start losing their apartments and losing their houses. A studio executive told Deadline, acknowledging the cold as ice approach, several several other sources reiterated the statement. One insider called it a cruel but necessary evil. Yeah, because they can't seem to all come to an agreement on how residuals and and payments should be structured in the world of streaming. And right, and the problem is if you don't know what residuals are, like usually these things will tide over actors, writers and people working in the industry because <clears throat> if you're not working for a time you will get residuals when it's, you know, sold to another network and being played somewhere else and all these things you get checks and because these things were fought for in the studio system, when streaming came around, there it wasn't really established. And you're seeing actors are now posting stuff. Uh, it was the woman from Orange is the New Black. I forget which character it was, mm-hmm. but she posted, you know, she was being funny. She was like, oh, my God, look at all these. I'm going to be rich. Look at all these episodes I was in and it's oh, yeah. listing all the episodes. And then she gets down to the part where it's her payout and it's $27. $27? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And I wonder what that's based on. Hours of total hours. Well, that's of- a good question, right? It, it is a very confusing thing. It's, it's not, uh, when you're talking about the studio system, it's, it's, it's related to individual shows. Mm-hmm. But when you're talking about streaming something like Netflix, it's like, I mean, again, they'll have to come to an agreement on how this is going to work, but it is definitely more confusing, right? You're talking about, you're talking about people paying a subscription fee to have access to all this content, not necessarily Orange is the New Black, right? Not necessarily. There's an interesting perspective. There's this analyst at Wedbush Securities named Michael Pachter. Are you familiar with him? No. He covers media, entertainment, all that stuff, and He's talking about how the dumbest thing all of these studios and networks could have done was follow the Netflix model, which is exactly what they did. What they did, He said what they should have done is pulled their content. This is a quote from an interview he did uh, with Yahoo Finance. What they should have done is pulled their content from Netflix and kept it off of streaming for three years and not allowed us to become accustomed to an inexpensive way to view a mass quantity of high quality content. Wait, wait, sorry. Who, who, he's saying who should have done this? The other studios, all the studios and, and networks should not have followed the Netflix oh, and gone model into because it got us all hooked on this. Right. Because for- I mean, that's all content. I mean, even music, we're all stuck on, we all used to like have files. I mean, and before that we had CDs and albums and whatever, but now yeah. it's just, you pay $10 a month to have access to right. pretty He's, much every song in the world. So he said, 
having getting us accustomed to an inexpensive way to view a mass quantity of high quality content, they blew it. And uh, what's his name is the is the biggest behind Les Moonves from CBS. Uh, CBS, yeah. Um, he's saying he's the biggest, being Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney. He's the biggest culprit. So for him to say it's not realistic, because that's again, that's what Bob Iger was one of the ones who was quoted this last weekend. I believe he said. Well, we're going to watch that clip from Yeah, uh, but he called the union's demands unrealistic. Right. So so for him to call it unrealistic is insane because it's not. And he, Pactor gives an example of sports. Sports figured out a way they can pay out 50% of overall revenue to athletes. I did not know that. And somehow that works. So yeah, the price of a ticket to a football game went from $25 to $200 or more, but we got more television. We now have Monday night, Thursday night, Sunday night football. We used to only have one. So four, more football on TV because they have to pay the athletes more. You get better distribution of television or film to televised content if they pay the actors more, and you'll get better content. And uh, succinctly here at the end, he says, I think Iger, who's only a few years older than me, is a Luddite. He doesn't get the tech. He's afraid of it. He's emulating it poorly, and I think he's just completely wrong. And I, I agree with that. I think that the way that they've gone about doing this, they've shot themselves in the foot, and now they're, in, they're backed into this corner where this model is unsustainable, where you can't. It would be sustainable if you didn't have all of these entities, these people, these actors and writers to pay. Because otherwise, yeah, you're just getting, which is where Netflix stands to gain the most. They are the most insulated. They have, they've shipped off, they've got like 25 shows in Korea filming right now. And okay. those can get repurposed and changed into all sorts of different languages. They're good. They are not sweating at all. The ones who are sweating, they're, I don't not, know if that's they're not sweating. Uh, they have such high free cash flows. They're sweating. No, no. I just don't know if like, oh, we have 25 Korean language shows. Is but that's just an example. That's on top of the 15,000 titles that they've currently got available. They don't, yeah, they're not hurting Netflix for. Netflix show sucks. Yeah. But <laughs> the point is that they are not, the people who have it, they're, the companies that have it the most uh, difficult right now are. Are the ones trying to move into the streaming game. No, the oh. broadcast and, and network television companies, CBS, ABC, Fox, because they oh, have yeah, But they're all fall. trying to move into streaming, aren't they? Yes. So, but just the top of the docket for them is they need shows. They need soap operas, daytime. They need everything for the, the coming fall right. uh, seasons. And they don't have that. So what I think is probably going to happen is these individual networks are going to have their own individual contracts with these unions. So they'll you'll probably see, yeah, ABC or CBS or whomever drafting their own bespoke deal. I fucking hate that word, but it's true. It applies here. Bespoke deals with the various uh, unions so that they can at least have something in place. I can't see them not having a uniform deal for their, I, I can't imagine the unions accepting that. Why wouldn't they? They're going to be different anyway, by virtue of the model. I mean, broadcast television is going to be different than a Netflix anyway. But, but, but you're saying they would be like, these things are okay at ABC, CBS, Fox. For what it is that they're trying to, so like if they're trying to just put on the new season of how I fucking, how I fucked your dad. And not it's coming out show. in the fall. Not a real show? No. How I... Just whatever show that they're going 
think of any show. other show. I can't think. I don't even. I don't know. I don't watch broadcast television. I was going to say The Big Bang Theory, but that's over. The Goldbergs. Al- Abbott Elementary. Abbott. Ele- Thank you. You're welcome. Abbott Elementary. They're gonna. They need to have that ready to go for the fall season or the. No, spring. but sometimes they don't. Like that's the thing. These strikes will just disrupt it. But if they're if NBC is able to make their own deal with, I don't think that's the case. That all of them, all the studios, aren't collectively going to. Yeah, that's what the like the Association of Motion Picture. Like they have right. to, they have to saying, strike a deal. Exactly. But I'm saying that some of these studios are going to have to break off and just say, okay, you're, let's okay, make Okay, so deal. you're saying that whole thing is going to break apart. I think that it's going to break apart and some of the individual studios that stand to suffer the most are going to just make their own deals. And then the the streaming conundrum and the AI stuff that, that they're at a stalemate with will just get kicked down the road is what I personally think. I mean, if there's so did you see Barry Diller talking about how Barry Diller? No, he's gonna uh, he's like a media mogul. He like launched yeah all kinds of stuff, own production companies all. Uh, but he was basically he said these actor and writer strikes could lead to Hollywood's absolute collapse. And so I mean, if I mean I don't just fucking pay him uh, right. I think the this is this is the, they all go they they drum up all of this attention about how it's going to affect consumers. And but the real story is that like all these people are workers and consumers are workers. And, you know, I mean, that's the coolest thing about this is that you have very famous people talking about how these unfair labor practices affect their lives. And, um, you know, I think people normally view actors as famous people who make uh, make a lot of money, but it's you know, you're talking about a union that represents one hundred sixty thousand people. It's a small very small percentage of those 160,000 people are making millions of dollars, right? right? A lot of them are working class people who are stringing together projects, you know, mm-hmm. just enough to make the minimum, which is you have to make, you have to hit a minimum minimum of about $26,000 to be able to stay on the SAG health insurance, those kind of things, you know, <clears throat> there, there is, there are the very public figures Tom Cruise, Dwayne Johnson, all those people you just listed, but that is not the majority of no, not at all. This union, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, by the time this comes out, Netflix will have had its earnings as of this recording. It's in a couple of days. It's in a day or so. But I think that they're going to have blowout earnings, and their stock's going to jump ten to twenty percent. And I think that that's going to really enrage a lot of people because. Like I said, they're going to be able to weather the storm better than anybody right now. And right now, having to not have to pay writers and and crew domestically is going to basically just be a free bump on their margins. And they're just going to get away with, well, now, actually, this is, it's going to be a really awful headline that it's really good for their bottom line which people are already talking about but right they've been talking about that since the strike started it's just a it's just another big bummer so should we watch what uh, well yeah so it's been very it's been very uh it's it's cool watching very famous people step in mm-hmm. and talk about 
taking power back. I mean, just in, on that Barry Diller thing, it was, you know, David Simon, TV creator, uh, TV show creator, retweeted that Barry Diller quote. And he was, he said, then it, you know, because Barry, Barry Diller was saying the strikes could lead to Hollywood's absolute collapse. He said, then it needs to collapse. If you can't figure out how to pay your workers a full living wage and share some profit while grossing billions, paying yourself hundreds of millions and making Wall Street analysts happy with your numbers, your industry needs to fucking rub, needs to be fucking rubble. Um, Good point. You know, your point about sports stuff, it's like there are ways, you're talking about massive profits here, right? There's, um, and Media is going full. It's always like this when there's a strike. It's always like, well, how's it? You know, it's not fair what they're doing. Uh, they're talking about, um, they're talking about all the, you know, just all the costs the production companies have, and like it's for, it's between four hundred and six hundred million dollars that each of them are uh, responsible for. But then you start taking. CEO pays of all these companies. And it's like, it's like way more than this. It's like, okay, give them a little bit of haircut and there's your fucking money right there. You know what yeah. I mean? Stop with this fucking bullshit. Um, give them stock in the company. Another example of it is when it was deadline. So when the, when the Oppenheimer premiere was happening, they were in London mm-hmm. and the strike was called, they were no longer allowed to do press for Oppenheimer. So, so they bailed. Yeah. The actors bailed. And I, I guess they asked Matt Damon some questions. And then when Deadline Hollywood did the did the headline, they said, Matt Damon at the Oppenheimer premiere says that Hollywood labor strikes will be brutal for actors and his own production company, which has shut down one of his company's films. And then people watched the actual clip and they were like, that's not what, so they had to correct it. And they said, Oppenheimer star Matt Damon on SAG after going on strike. If our leadership is saying that the deal isn't fair, then we got to hold strong until we get a deal that's fair for working actors. It's the difference between having healthcare and not for a lot of actors. And we got to do what's right by them. And they put a little, a previous version of this tweet was deleted for lacking Damon's full statement in the copy. We regret the inaccuracy and apologize to Mr. Damon. Suck my dick. So everyone's got to like keep everyone honest here because. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to play the should we play the clip of Bob Iger complaining? Yes. Okay. From so, Sun Valley, Idaho. Yeah. They're checking in with Bob, Bob Iger. Iger. We're in the midst of a writer's strike and very likely it would seem to have a actor's strike. How is that going to impact things and what are your expectations there? Well, I think it's very disturbing to me. I you know, we've talked about uh, disruptive forces on this business and all the challenges that we're facing and the recovery from COVID, which is ongoing. It's not completely. By the way, Disney lost like over a billion dollars on Disney plus last quarter. Right. So of course he's fucking hurting back. This is the worst time in the world to add well, to that. Pause it. Is he hurting? Cause he did just get, what was it? $27 million. I've, yeah. Well, his compensation, <laughs> but still he's got to answer to the, He's got to sure. an answer to Wall Street. A disruption. Uh, I understand uh, any any labor organization's desire to um, work on the behalf behalf of its members to get you know the most compensation to be compensated fairly based on the value that they deliver. We managed as an industry to negotiate a very good deal with the Directors Guild that reflects the value that the directors contribute to this great business. We wanted to do the same thing with the writers, and we'd like to do the same thing with the actors. There's a level of expectation that they have that is just not realistic. And they are adding to a set of challenges that this business is already facing that is, quite frankly, very disruptive. So they're not being realistic? Uh, No, they're not. Why not? I can't. 
Crucial question. Why aren't they being realistic? Right. Let's see what he has to say. I can't I can't answer that question. I again I was <laughs> Oh, okay. Okay, sir. You can't Did you see one of the one of the things that just with the AI? One of the suggestions that was being put forward was for background actors to have their faces, their likenesses. Yeah, so scanned. you can have them come on for one day and then you can just use them throughout the yeah. whole thing. Why not just manufacture fucking fake people if you're at that point? I, I don't, I don't know. The stable diffusion is at such a place. It's, it's, I don't understand how s- stupid these people are. Okay. So now here's SAG after president Fran Drescher. For long time, for long time listeners, you'll know she played. This what? is this is huge for me. I'm a I'm a huge Fran Drescher fan. Fran, yeah, Fran I'm a huge Drescher. Fran Drescher fan too. <laughs> huge Fran Drescher fan. She's such a babe. She is. She just looks like a New Jersey mom. It's yeah. insane. Oh man, so it does something for you, big time. How do you? How do you? Yeah. Okay. Let's but just... now, but then when she starts talking about you know supporting oh. labor and everything, Are you you absolutely explode in your pants. Let's see. no, no, that's uh, I wasn't getting. <laughs> I cannot believe it, quite frankly, how far apart we are on so many things, how they plead poverty, that they're losing money left and right when giving hundreds of millions of dollars to their CEOs. It is disgusting. Shame on them. They stand on the wrong side of history at this very moment. Fully agree. Oh, I mean, yeah. Totally agree. And it's like I was saying earlier, they're losing millions and hundreds of millions of dollars because of this model that they've foisted upon people because everybody had to copy Netflix, who, by the way, were the first to kind of disrupt the whole payment part of, of the industry. They were the, they were the first ones to undermine labor practices and cause they, they weren't adhering to the same rules as, as traditional Hollywood studios cause they weren't. Ben, they were moving fast and breaking things. That's exactly pal. right. We love we love it when they move fast and break things. All right, so <clears throat> no, but can you let's let's watch Sean Gunn because he okay. it, it's crazy. What you know, you don't often see them call people out by name, and mm-hmm. Sean Gunn is in Marvel movies directly calling out Bob Iger. Yeah, uh, it's okay. Here we go. When Bob Iger talks about uh, what a shame it is. He needs to uh, remember that in 1980, um, CEOs like him made 30 times what the worker, what their lowest worker was making. Now Bob Iger makes 400 times what his low, lowest worker is. And I think that's a shame, Bob. And maybe you should take a look in the mirror and, and what, ask yourself, why is that? And not only why is that, is it okay? Is it morally okay? Is it ethically okay that you make that much more than your lowest worker? And if so, why? Why is that okay? If your response is that that's just the way business is done now, that's just the way corporations work now, well, that sucks, and that makes you a person if that's your answer. So you should come up with a better answer than that. Absolutely agree. Fully. Wow. Yeah, I mean. He, he hits the nail on the head. I mean, we've all seen that that chart of how the cost of living, the yeah. cost of everything has gone up, and yet the only thing that has not gone up with it is wages. Right. It, the the minimum wage at this point should be, if it's going to be comparable to everything how it was when our parents were our age, the minimum right. wage should be upwards of like 40 bucks well, an so hour that's, or something It's like just that. so, it's so nice seeing him actually call him out. You know what I mean? You yeah. have fucking Bob Iger sitting in Sun Valley, Idaho, 
going that they're just being unrealistic. Yeah. It's like, what is unrealistic? His, his, the only thing that's range. unrealistic is the way that you guys have structured this entire thing Yeah, where you can sit there and make, I, I mean, and what value does he really bring? You know what I mean? You have these people, I'll tell you what, value these, you these beloved people who people go to movies to watch. Yeah. No one knows who the fuck Bob Iger is. No one gives a fuck who he is. He is. Well, you have to give it to him. He's a very hot older man. <laughs> he is a good looking older man. I mean, let's fucking. No, no, no. Bob Iger. Yeah, yeah, he's a good looking guy, I guess. <laughs> he does. He looks like, he kind of looks like a Bond villain. Um, But it's. Making four hundred times your lowest worker is is quite a, I mean Jesus. That's he's got a great point, and I think that this will make for an interesting catalyst for. I hope it makes for an, for the perfect catalyst to open up a a broader national dialogue on this exact kind of thing where. Even though all the data points to the economy being strong and friend of the show, Kyla Scanlon points out that the vibes are actually pretty good out there. It, I, I agree with that, but I also know firsthand that so many people from my small pool of, of knowing, so many people are still paycheck to paycheck. And it's because of this kind of disparity between, yeah, the wealthy people and the... Uh, and the people on the on the lowest rung of the totem pole, or the ladder. Did you watch? Did have you seen Ron Perlman? No. Okay, so his is. I don't know. I don't know how I felt about this one. Like the Sean Gunn stuff, it's like this is great. You're yeah. you're capturing people's attention. You're giving them. You know, it's like every uh, every actor has become radicalized, and they've got good information. They're hitting you with the stats, and then. So this is in response to the the deadline article we were reading earlier about them wanting to wait. Until basically until, yeah, writers were desperate and they would just kind of take anything. And so this was, this was Ron Perlman's response, which I I don't know how useful this is, but. I'm guessing it's violence. It's a threat of violence. Let's let's say one thing before I get off this. The motherfucker who said, we're going to keep this thing going until people start losing their houses and their apartments. Listen to me, motherfucker. There's a lot of ways to lose your house. Some of it is financial. Some of it is karma. And some of it is just figuring out who the fuck said that. And we know who said that. And where he fucking lives. There's a lot of ways to lose your house. You wish that on people. You wish that families starve while you're making 27 fucking million dollars a year for creating nothing. Be careful, motherfucker. Be really careful. Because that's the kind of shit that stirs shit up. Oof. Again, it's like, are you you telling people to (laughs) fuck? He did. He did respond and be like, "I'm not trying to tell anyone to fucking go find someone's house and burn it down. Like, uh, just don't fucking." (sighs) Jeez, I bet. I bet the 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 right wingers who are who really hate Hollywood. I bet their heads are kind of trying to wrap themselves around how to who to side with because they love to hate actors. You hate the liberal pussy, yeah, actor, yeah, but. You like the billionaire CEO? 
Yeah, they, well, because they're probably just not even going to chime in on this. They're probably celebrating the fact that there's no there's no content coming out that's going to indoctrinate their children and contribute to the global cabal of adrenochrome farming. Yeah, you know who has been chiming in? Who? Have you been watching John Cusack? Oh, no. He's been going absolutely nuts. He's been, like, piggybacking off people's tweets and just, like... You know, when Good. David Simon tweeted the thing about it needing to collapse, he was like, yeah, the old way of fucking people over as a business model will collapse. How about just stop stealing and cheating and fucking people over? Pay them living wages and residuals. Stop lying about losing money. That's the, sh- that's the shit that will collapse. And then he – I don't know who this lady was, but it was one of the f- – jo- oh, no, it's a guy, John Bear, but I guess he still calls him a cunt. So, because <laughs> who calls him? John Cusack calls him a guy. Yeah, because he's you know John Cusack's talking about how. Thank you, John Cusack. Thank you, John Cusack. John Cusack's talking about how you know we need to put an end to all this stuff, and he's calling him out for being you know. So when are you rich American socialists going to pool your money together with American middle class and poor socialists? Jeez. So when are you rich? And then he just goes, "You stupid dumb cunt! You absolute fool! Dem socialism is." FDR, the New Deal. You ever heard of it? You moronic ghoul. You mental oyster. You <laughs> mental oyster. What is that even supposed to mean? I don't know. I like it. I like it too. You fucking stooge. We did band together for the GI Bill, the interstate highways, for workers' rights, clean water, social security, every right you have. You dumb fucking golem. <laughs> All right. John Apparently, he was, he, was, he was holding a boombox over his head the entire time he yeah. said this. You mental oyster. I'm going to start using mental it's oyster. Really I really like that. You moronic ghoul. Speaking of movies, uh, Barbie comes out next week, and I saw this great headline. Uh, Ted Cruz is upset about it because, of course, Ted Cruz only gives a shit about culture war bullshit. But apparently he said that there's Chinese communist propaganda in the Barbie movie. Does he say what it is? Yes. So there's a scene in Barbie where there's a map of the world this is a direct quote from Ted Senator Ted Cruz about the Barbie movie. Oh wait, but I think I've seen it's it's not coming out in certain places like Vietnam, yeah, I think because of Because there is the quote, there's a scene in Barbie where there is this map of the world and it's drawn like with crayon. I mean, it's really a very simple cartoon. And so they have this blockish thing that is called Asia, and then they've drawn what are called the nine dashes. This is Chinese communist propaganda in which the Chinese are asserting sovereignty over the entirety of the South China Sea. And they don't have any right to it under international law, but they are trying to take it away from their neighbors there. So but doesn't it say Asia, not China? I guess. But it, it's, it goes on to say that the nine-dash line shows China's territorial claims over much of the South China Sea, in which the permanent court of arbitration at The Hague ruled to be in violation of international law, but that hasn't stopped the nation from building 20 outposts in parcel islands and conducting, conducting naval operations in the area. The Barbie movie shows what a spokesperson for Warner Brothers described as a, quote, map in Barbie land is a childlike crayon drawing, <laughs> which caused claimant nations like Vietnam and the Philippines to ban the movie right. or ask the film's distributor to blur the lines on that map. Um, and then the Warner Brothers guy says, the doodles depict Barbie's make-believe journey from Barbie land to the real world. It was not <laughs> intended to make any type of statement. <laughs> Yeah, me. It's fucking insane. Ted Cruz is a real mental oyster. Yeah, he's a total mental oyster. 
Jesus Christ, these fucking people, man. Should we talk about UPS striking? Yeah, so that's... <clears throat> that's the other big thing. That's the right. other big strike that's looming that nobody's talking about. Because they're distracting us with the Barbie movie, South China Sea, Nine Dash Line on the crayon map. And it's a, it's a very, you know, it's a similar thing, right? Demanding better... So this is 340,000 UPS workers. Uh, a large majority of them are represented by the Teamsters. They are demanding better pay, more full-time work, uh, and that's important. So I think over half their workforce, or just or just about half their workforce is part-timers, um, better job security, and an end to the two-tier 22.4 job classification. It's where it creates lower paid tier of workers who basically do the same work, but worse pay. And <clears throat> apparently uh, UPS and the Teamsters came together, got... Pretty far there. This was according to the the Teamsters president, Sean O'Brien, who's like a perfect guy, just like a bald guy from Boston. I feel like that's exactly who I think of when I think of a Teamster. Yeah, a bald if you don't have like a Sean, <laughs> yeah, if you don't have like a Boston or New Jersey or New York accent, you shouldn't be allowed to represent a union. Yeah. Um, God, Fran Drescher and Sean O'Brien. Uh, <laughs> what, fucking? Getting, imagine them together? Uh, just, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it says a sticking point in negotiations is pay increases for part-time workers who account for roughly half the UPS workforce, like you said. And tenured part-time. What the fuck? How can you be a tenured part-timer? It's a great question. Yeah, well, they're right, particularly they... frustrated because they make just slightly more than new hires whose wages have jumped in a tight labor market. But right. so this is a this is a big deal because it could very well... If it, if it, UPS is again, kind of like these streamers, they're in it, or these networks and shit, they're in a position where they've got to choose the lesser of two evils. Cause the longer this goes on. Oh, people are just going to jump ship. They'll go to, they're they'll gonna, go to FedEx. They'll yeah. go to, they'll use whatever they have to DHL. DHL. Um, this is, this happened to them. It was, I think 1998, there was another, there was another strike and they, they, they it was devastating for them. Yeah. Uh, this is not, they don't want to go on strike, but they seem perfectly happy with it. <clears throat> um, also, I just want to get this out before we forget about it. I mean, so they're also talking about they want an end to excessive overtime, better protections against company harassment because they're literally talking about how they'll they'll be followed by supervisors and stuff being like, you know, watching them take too long of breaks, doing all this fucking bullshit. Uh, the elimination of driver-facing cameras, them being watched and mm. told they're not working hard enough. And then protection from hot weather. I'm sure you guys saw all the stories about, you Last know, year, yeah. UPS drivers passing out. And uh, there was one... Man, uh, 24-year-old Esteban Chavez died due to extreme heat. Um, Jeez, so they're trying man. to get <clears throat> AC in these trucks. And I mean, it's only getting hotter. It's, it's it, you know, it's weird all around the world. There's, it's like a worldwide heat wave. Uh, well, it's not real. It's a fake liberal propaganda. Right. But... But yeah, and it's the same thing, you know, they're playing the same story as as with the, you know, the media stuff with the Hollywood strike, right? It's they're talking about it was it was hard finding all this information. It was like when you google it, it's just it's like how much the UPS strike could cost the country. Yeah. We're talking about, uh, you know, one of the costliest in at least a century topping 7 billion dollars for a 10-day work 10-day work stoppage, right? And it's like, you're not going to be able to get your Amazon package. You're not going to be able to get anything you fucking need. These greedy teamsters. Yeah. A, a strike could delay millions of daily deliveries, including Amazon orders, electronic components, and life-saving prescription drugs, which is certainly true. 
They added that this could also reignite supply chain snarls that stoked inflation. Right. Or that stoke inflation. Rather. We're just finding our way out of it. Do you do you really want the Teamsters to pull, push us back into it? I mean, that's not the vibe that I get from this Reuters article. This is more, I mean, that is certainly true that that could. Yeah, but it's always talking about like if the Teamsters decide to do this, right? Oh, instead and it's of like, if the why, company decides. Why doesn't UPS decide to do the right thing, yeah, right? Sure. Why don't why doesn't UPS decide to you know share in the profits that is only possible because of yeah oh boy and then the Teamsters president said that he asked the White House not to intervene which I love if, you know why because they would <laughs> why what Go ahead. they probably wouldn't allow it to happen remember uh, remember yeah. what happened with the fucking railroad the strikers yeah it's it's the same fucking thing it's like dude please don't I mean he had a great this is why you need <laughs> this is why you need. Uh, Union presidents from, you know, the Northeast. He said, my neighborhood where I grew up in Boston, two people had a disagreement and you had nothing to do with it. You just kept walking. We don't need anybody getting involved in this fight. (laughs) (laughs) You just kept walking. Well, the good news is that big banks are reporting blowout earnings. So at least that's happening. At least they're making good money. Right. Would someone think of the banks? They're not going to have that issue. Uh well, I guess we're just about wrapped up with the main episode. No, no, no. We should go longer. It's 57 minutes. I know, but we can go. We don't have to wrap it up before. No, now. I know. Oh. I'm just saying we can. We're. I was going to get ready to tease what we're going to talk about in, in After Hours. The mm. worst video that we've seen in a long time. The absolute worst thing I've seen in, in, in probably over a year. <laughs> don't, don't you want to talk? Yeah, no, but I'm just getting to... I'm just, teasing it and we'll continue i've got something i want to talk about jenny yelling got fucking high on mushrooms on accident but i am just teasing for patreon.com slash paypigs pod it's it's yeah it's the worst fucking video i've seen in in a long time and we are we are going to do a movie night soon where i'm going to watch monsters inc for the first time <clears throat> yeah i'll probably get high and watch it too because why not but you're gonna get high and watch it yeah you might course. get scared shut up can't scare me. So Janet Yellen, the the teeny tiny Treasury sec- Secretary, seventy six, consumed four servings of. I also don't. Uh, whatever. I don't buy this. I I buy it because, yeah, it is a bit of a sensationalist kind of headline. I mean, it's literally okay. It's, it's but go ahead. Shu yeah. Jing, a type of wild mushroom at a casual restaurant in Beijing shortly after her arrival on June sixth. The media coverage was quite enthusiastic and even praised her chopstick skills. However, these particular mushrooms are notorious in their native province of Yunnan for their unpredictable psychedelic effects. So apparently if you consume them, it's kind of, it sounds to me like puffer fish kind of thing where, hey, you might get poisoned. You might have a trippy thing. Right. I don't, I think she was completely fine. Yeah. Well, she did like bow a couple of times. Yeah. She did some weird bowing, but she's also. I would also do a weird bow. I would be like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Also, they aren't you supposed to bow in Japan, not China, or do you do both? I'm not familiar with. Who can with be the, sure? I, I would be so nervous using chopsticks. I can't believe they commented on our chopsticks. You mean you're you don't know how to use chopsticks? Well, I didn't say that. Okay. Why would you? Be well, then why would you be nervous? Because they're all so much better. They could just. Would you be nervous using a fork in a? Go ahead. No, Italian that. restaurant. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, the most of the time. I will say I've noticed some people who have poor knife and fork skills. There is a proper way to like cut a steak or cut meat with your fork and knife. So many people will take their fork and just hold it like a fucking brute 
and just like that and then and then cut. No, no, no. You take it overhand and man, the audio listeners just fucked. You you no, the video listeners fuck too. You He's poke just, it you poke it like <laughs> they know how to use a fork and knife. Not everybody. They they be grabbing it like the the wrong way. Like I said, just holding it and smashing it down and then just cutting like that. That this looks barbaric. For the record, the it's man who didn't know to how to it. wipe his ass until twenty five is not. I <laughs> knew what I was doing. I was standing up. Is now telling you how to use a fork and knife. How to use fork and knife. We know how to do it. There's no not everybody. Here. Yeah, you see, you see what these people are doing here. Do you see? This? I understand it. Do you see this? Yeah, your 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 point. You want to use your. When index did you go fingers. to finishing school? I don't I understand. Didn't what's I just noticed these things? And yeah, some fucking people do it the brute way with their stupid. Uh, it's really funny looking. It's really silly because you you, I don't know. So I wouldn't be nervous in any way because I know how to eat. Except for I don't know how to use like I don't know how to use a spoon to eat spaghetti. But I wouldn't be nervous about it. I'd just be like, all right, you know what? They're going to judge me. Someone come teach me. Have the waiter come over and show me. Feed me like a baby. I, I would. I will say I'm not I'm not super adept at chopsticks. I'm really? fine I'm fine with them. I'm I can not, get by with sushi. Mm-hmm. Big thing to pick it up. Yes. I will say I, went, I was on a date last night at a Japanese restaurant and it was like... With noodles? No, it was like everything that came out, like literally salads. And I'm like, what the yeah, fuck Yeah, that's going? totally <laughs> stupid and impractical. Literally every piece of lettuce, it's like, please. And (laughs) I remember standing up and there was like just pieces of lettuce on the floor. Although a baby tomato, an uncut baby tomato with a fork, that's that's just asking for trouble. It's either going to fly off or just skeet, skeet all over your face and your shirt. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. I do like chopsticks though. You like them? Yeah, but not for eating everything. Yeah, when they give it to me. Yeah, it's noodles. Get the fuck out of here. Give me a fork. You know you know what the restaurant chain she went to though, right? You know what it was called? Janet Yellen? Yes. What was it called? Well, it was called, well, I'm, I don't know how you say it. Ye- no, try it. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Nobody's listening. Yi Yi. Yi Li. Yi Yi. Okay. Okay. The name means in and out. Huh. That's where she got her mushrooms. In and out. That's not the best. Mm. Oh, wait. Maybe that's a different place she just went to. I like that she got four fucking servings of these mushrooms. I don't blame her. They look good as hell. Yeah, but to get four servings, that's so much. Maybe she knew. It's like Maybe they were tiny things. Yeah, but still. I do like the idea of her tripping out and being like, wow, China's great. (laughs) What was she doing there? Do we even know, or are we more focused on her eating uh, psychedelic mushrooms? This you, is where, yeah, I'm getting pissed off at the media doing this kind of thing. You got, you got to deflect somehow. You got to get, you got to get the, the pressure off the White House because they just a bunch of cocaine just turned up at the White House. You got to send Janet Yellen to do who, some funky mushrooms. I don't understand who gives a flying fuck. Did about someone, cocaine? yeah, did someone brought in cocaine? That seems like a thing to give a flying fuck about. Yeah, but wasn't it wasn't it just a guest like someone who was there on a tour just left their cocaine? So what? <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that what it was? Or was it someone who one of the staff? I still stand by uh, that's something to maybe give a flying fuck about. Okay, but was it someone in the staff? They don't know who, but they can't figure it out. Whose cocaine it was? Yeah. Was it a lot of cocaine? I don't know. I would oh, imagine man. it was Hunter Biden's. Actually, yeah. I mean, how often does he go to the damn White House? If it was crack, we would all know. Right. It was. I wish it was crack. That would be way funnier. And then they could just be like, he forgot his crack. Yeah. 
Oops. You forgot your crack, Oops, sir. I forgot my crack. Uh, okay. Well, I guess. Look, guys, if you. Look, oh, it doesn't you know, even we matter. Should, we what? also forgot to. There's. Well, who knows if they'll even be available by then, but there's what? like 10 tickets left to. Oh, for the LA show? The LA yeah. show. And we'll put the link in here if you want to do that. Yeah. Stupid bitch. And if not, they'll be gone. Yeah, they'll be gone, and then you'll cry and be like, well, I did see that it was on sale. We've yeah. only been tweeting about it and fucking putting it on Instagram for <laughs> what? What's so funny? Who was that? I don't know. Some guy <laughs> who didn't get That's tickets. That's our biggest fan. I didn't see it. it was on sale. I didn't know. Gang, gang. Man, this Diet Coke is not hitting today. I feel weird today. I feel like I'm in a weird position today. Is it the light? You feel a bit like... Slouched? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there he is. Ben's back. I don't know. I feel odd today. It's okay. I feel creaky. Well, I guess that'll that'll that should do it, and then we'll just roll into the bonus episode where we're going to talk about the worst video I've ever seen in the last year. It's fucking terrible. I can't wait to watch it. Okay. We'll see you in there. Bye. Bye.